Oh, he's given Ulrika Johnson the foam finger. His name is Craven. He likes white ravens. And he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. And if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last. With unopposed to claim banter, it's banter behind the throne. Hello. I always clap when I uh, when I start. I always clap my hands together. Clapping yourself Whenever in. Whenever I said hello, yeah, I always go hello. Clap. You probably can't hear it on the recording, but do you lean down to the good. right when you do it as well, like a little little dip? No, no, I just just clap and kind of go upwards and onwards to uh, saying hello. Anyway, hello, good day. This is uh, Banter Behind the Throne. We're back after our uh, big break. Um, yeah, if you haven't heard us before, we're the UK's fantastic podcast. Um, this episode is the first of the new season, season two. It is episode 26, yet to be named. Uh, for those who haven't listened before, we shall now introduce ourselves. Nice and lovely. Uh, one of my co-hosts is Mr. Thomas Peel. Say hello, Mr. Thomas Peel. Hello. Uh, Tom has been playing for about three years now, I think. Um, he's a first edition veteran of many tournaments, and his favourite house is Greyjoy. Uh, and more specifically, he only plays Greyjoy Black Sails when given the chance. Um, he enjoys walks on the beach and picnics. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, drinking himself into a stupor with lots of rum. Uh, when he's not playing Thrones, he is playing on his PlayStation, uh, which you'll hear a lot about because he's never playing Thrones. Uh, so, Peel, do you want to explain the rules of the game to us? Uh, how do you play Thrones? I get the most power. Makes sense. Now, take it away. Introduce Craven for us. Well, you see, I'm going to introduce Craven in a different style. So, uh, so bear with me on this one. Ladies and gentlemen, to my left in the red corner, weighing 270 pounds, six foot two of pure man muscle, it's the Kraken of Essex, lol, old shrimp eyes, Craven! Now, Craven's been playing for nearly five years. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive, and that deserves that intro. Five years? Yeah, five I think years. Um, towards... Um mid to late 2011 okay that is five years fair enough fair enough okay yeah so quite a while can confirm that's probably about five years years. (laughs) um but i have been playing yeah well first edition obviously not first edition yeah hang on this is weird isn't it how do you number the editions the ccg era count as first edition the ccg first edition second edition i think so obviously first edition, not uh, CCG. We're not talking about that small part in between first edition and the CCG where they, you could play both. That's oh, just I didn't, silly. Didn't even like know before that. the CCG rotated out. Yeah. Because you know where the first cycle of first edition cards was out before the core set? Was it? Yeah. I did not know or, that. Or the core set launched like halfway through it or something. Um, so yeah, because it, the first two cycles were meant as the last expansion of the CCG. Which is why there's loads of weird like kingdom synergy and king synergy when there's no kingdom or kings about. It's because they were built for the CCG. Ah, I did not know that. Facts. There you go. There's a little history lesson for you. Yeah, great. So um, it leads me to introduce today's king of the castle, which is Dave Bamford. He goes by the name of Mr. Dav on uh, all the message boards. Um, Dave is the current and forever will be reigning first edition Game of Thrones UK national champion. Um, and the man that single-handedly beat my ass so severely, I started playing Martel to some measure of success. Um, we sent Dave to the US this year. We crowdfunded his journey over to represent us, and he did very well indeed. Um, made us all very proud. And collectively, we are the cast and crew of Battle Behind the Front. Uh, we're going to be joined at various points by voices from the UK, uh, US, and throughout Europe. Um, and so, yeah, if you're a new listener, welcome aboard. Hopefully you'll enjoy us. Um, we're very approachable. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, there is a WordPress uh, site which hosts basically all our episodes. But you can also get us through things like the iPad app. Um, and we're also posted on CardGameDB. But one of those things at least will not be news to you because otherwise you wouldn't have found us. 
<laughs> basically obviously we are more than happy as well to take any feedback so if you've got any questions just drop us a message on the facebook page because one thing i have noticed about our facebook page is our reply rate guys i'm sorry but our reply rate on our facebook page is fantastic <laughs> like, <It> seriously. <laughs> normally took- replies within five minutes yes yes we do apparently we don't do anything else no it took a real dip around christmas time it did we lost our blue we badge got it back got it back up now so now just send us loads of messages so we can reply to them and get our stats up it used to be less than an hour the response time when we first died but i think that's only because there's a one message um, (laughs) yeah still yeah there we go so yes that's us welcome aboard um over back over to the king Uh, yeah okay i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna say that peel's my dirty rascal for today i'm the king of the castle yes fair enough yeah, sorry. Uh, I think I think I said Craven last time. I was last time. It stung. Yeah, as long as it rotates, it stung. That's fine. Um, Okay, so uh, we've had a lot of feedback from people over the last couple of weeks during our big break, and um, it's been pretty positive. So thank you for that. And we've had some constructive criticism, and we've had some outright cruel comments. But I think most of them were from James, so that's fine. Thank you for the feedback. We have said that people will get some prizes. We have some prizes here now, uh, and we have some prizes that are on their way to us. So when they arrive, uh, we'll pick out the names and uh, send some stuff out. So that's very exciting, I'm sure. Uh, So at some point in the next couple of weeks, prizes will be uh, allocated and and distributed. Uh, Any any further thoughts on the feedback, guys, before we... No, just to echo what you said, thank you very much for, for taking the time out to do it. Um, everyone who, who took the time to put down some sort of quite thoughtful things as well um, has been really useful. We spent a lot of time before the show started recording tonight to cover all of them. Um, so it has been listened to. And hopefully you'll start to see it reflected as the season continues. Yeah, we've got some really big plans for this year, actually, um, from what we've been chatting about. I'm not going to give anything away, but some of the stuff that we're planning, if it even comes out to half as good as I can imagine it, then it's going to be pretty bloody epic. Also, um, thank God that none of you um, mind us swearing, because, I mean, that's fucking amazing, because we were really <laughs> <Yeah>. worried. <laughs> we truly fucked up, and I thought we were going to get fucking told off for it. And, you know, it's just good. It's just good. Yes. yes. It's for dogs bollocks. <laughs> okay so yeah thank you for the feedback um this week's episode's going to be a bit uh bit here and there we've got quite a few things we want to talk about uh things that have happened over the last few weeks things that people have asked us to talk about and we haven't had a chance uh that kind of thing so it's a bit of a, a catch-up episode a get to know us episode for those who haven't listened uh but we'll have yeah. you know our regular features and things as well it's uh, be a nice big break week i think yeah exactly so uh first things up paul steiner has messaged us and he has started a new resource called the iron link i believe it is um which is a log for people to say what matches they've played and who's won what so if you've played targ fealty against uh barra banter to the stag then you put that in there and uh it will show him the stats of every house and agenda, what their good matches are, what uh, they're winning against, what they're losing against, that kind of thing. Uh, it even goes so far as to record, if you want to give them the information, uh, opening plots and things like that, and how many plots it took you to win the game, uh, which is quite interesting, if a lot of work. So uh, I'll link you to that. Please do um, contribute to that if you if you find that that would be useful for you, because uh, it looks pretty good. Um, I will encourage you to use, you know, Barra, Banter to the Stag, and not Barra, No Agenda, um, even if Paul has asked people to use no agenda. So I'm going to ask a question which probably will be on um, a few people's minds, Um, and this is meant with no disrespect whatsoever to the Iron Link, um, because I'm a big fan of the name itself, because it references a maester's chain. Um, But how does this differ to the Annals of Castle Black? So the Annals of Castle Black is is a list of tournaments and a list of the placings of different decks in that tournament. So you go to, say, the Essex game night we had a couple of months ago, which probably isn't on the annals, um, and you'll see that a player came first, and it'll probably have your name next to it, and you were playing Night's Watch, Banter to the Stag. Yes. Great. Banter to the Stag has won a regional, a 
an event, which it rather regional. Um, so you can see that, and there'll be a there'll be a page that says, look, uh, this deck and this agenda has won this many games and is this popular, and uh, this many games have been this many tournaments have been played with it, and it's got a qualification ratio of this. So if you if you play Barrowfield, you're very likely to make the cut, but not many people are actually winning tournaments with it. That kind of thing. So it's very useful as a gauge on how tournament ready a deck is. Okay. Um, and in first edition, it was even better because it had your restricted card as well. So you could see exactly how Martel, no agenda with the Venomous Blade, was doing. It was making a lot of cuts, but it wasn't winning much or whatever. So sure. that was very useful. And thank you to Isteril and whoever is doing things with him for maintaining that because it's quite a lot of work and he's really had to, you know, really push people to add to it. But now it's kind of going along swimmingly. But the Iron Link is a depository of games, not tournaments. So sure. if you wonder, you think, okay, I want to play Targ Fealty. So I look at um, I look at the annals and I think, okay, Targ Fealty are making the cut. You know, 50% of the Targ Fealty decks are making the cut, so it looks like a good shell to build my deck around, you know. I'll start with that, see how it goes. Um, and you might see from the cut that you consistently lose to a deck, but the Iron Link will actually give you that in much more detail. So you'll look at it and you think, right, I'm playing Targ Fealty, and it really has a problem with Night's Watch Fealty for some reason. Um, so I need to build that into it. Maybe I need to have some location hate for the wall because that's a real issue. And it just gives you that extra little bit of info before you start to tweak the deck. Sure, okay. Um, so you know something's good because you've heard people talk about it or whatever, um, but this allows you to see specific matchups. If you have a lot of, you know, somebody might say, okay, the best deck in the meta is obviously Baroneer with two heads on spikes. That's just a given. Everyone knows that. So I want to play that. But everyone in my meta is playing Targ Fealty with three seal of hands. Uh, if I look at that on the Iron Link, it might be a really terrible matchup. So even though Barra Fealty with two heads on spikes is the best deck in the meta, it might not be the best deck for your meta because of what else there is because it's got a bad matchup. So, so that's I the difference. I see. Okay. So like the, the Annals of Castle Black gives you a, a broader sort of view, whereas the Iron Link is for when you're setting up your trick shot, go to there. I think so, yeah. You can see what the, the matchups, rather than just a tournament picture, it gives you the, the specific matchups. You know, you'll see, right, like, Targ Fealty have played five games against this, and so on and so forth. Um, and you'll get a much more detailed view of, uh, of what each deck can do. I see. That sounds nice pretty good. Little, uh, yeah. Nice little statistical so, analysis of all the decks then. Yeah. And, and, look at it and really look at which one's like rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. And go, right, well... I want to beat this, and I think this is going to be popular. I need to take this deck because then I can go, ah, suck it, um, in the most professional way. You can effectively pot the black early on with. Well, so exactly, that's a good point. You know, you think, right, okay, I'm going to the Stevenage Store Championship, and JC Wam is going to be there, and I really want to stick it to a stupid face. Uh, I know he's going to play Tyrell, so I'll look at the Tyrell matches and see what they're <laughs> losing against, and then take whatever wins. I think normally yellow does quite well against green, doesn't it? Because I think they're after each other. <laughs> exactly. So what you're saying is Barrow beats Tyrell. <laughs> yeah. Based on no logic whatsoever in pre... Or based on no, in any way, analytical data, that's what I'm assuming. Um, I'm going with Barrow beats Tyrell. Hey, Randall stands lots, so that's fine. Randall's a standy like little they... bastard, isn't it? Standall Tarly. Yeah, they call him Standall Tarly and Standy Randy for a reason, because he stands up twice a phase. That was Put like, Dawn yeah. on him. Wonderful. Yeah. Get up. Stand Randy. Up. <laughs> stand up exactly. Your so, the Iron Link Get is legit. Up. Yeah, so uh, yeah. use that. Good if work. you think it's worthwhile, do so. I'm intending to start putting some more games into it, yeah. as and when. Um... I might try, because I'm going to a, a game night kit on Saturday, so I might try and get some results from that, see how easy it is to put in a lot of results, and if it's a hassle, I'll put in only my results, but if not, I'll put in the whole thing. Um, and, How would I find uh, this if I wanted to Google it? Because I've just typed an iron link into uh, into Google, so I can just have a look, see how easily accessible it is, and I'm going to be honest, there's a Taiwanese uh, computer place that seems to be taking the dominant um, of the Google <laughs> search. <laughs> if you... Uh, put in iron link blogspot then it will come up because it is a blogspot a, yeah blogspot thing i'm Fantastic. just going into it and there's a a reasonably solid a reasonably solid input thing you know you have to answer winning faction losing faction winning agenda losing agenda but you can go really really further into it you know what game round did you win on how much power did the loser have what was your first plot and your last plot 
Um, did you play a character over six gold or higher? Was it a competitive game or just casual, that kind of thing? So it's quite well, currently the house. It, it's quite good looking at the house rankings because currently, apparently, Targaryen's the best. Now that's not going to last for long. Um, you know, uh, Night's Watcher apparently the worst. Craven, rubbish. Break it to you. I should have put, <laughs> put those results in. Point nine eight percent. Well, I should have put my results in because it's probably the only tournament I'm going to win this year, and now it's not official. Um, <laughs> uh, rubbish. Night's Watch are brilliant. Yeah. So if you look at Martel, it says um, Martel Banner of the Lion, nineteen wins, sixteen losses. You know, a win percentage of fifty four percent. Which is pretty good. And against Night's Watch, they win sixty six of the sixty six percent of the games, and lots of people play building orders, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, worth had it, having a fiddle around with, and I believe I heard rumblings that there was going to be a better function for putting in lots of games, but I haven't investigated myself. That's my first time on the website just now. That looks very nice. So nice work, Paul. Hopefully, I'll get to use that again soon. Sure. So, yeah. Um, all right, next on our agenda is uh, Will Lentz. Kennan from the White Book messaged me ages ago, possibly before I even went to Worlds, possibly right after I got back, a long time ago, asking us to plug his website, the White Book website. Because uh, not only do they have lots of lovely articles written by uh, some friends of the cast, among other people, uh, there is um, there's a great... And there's also a depository of winning deck lists, so if you think I want to play X, you can go there and Glazer updates it every week in theory, but more likely every six months. Um, and there's also a list of events, which is the most important part, which is the part he asked me to specifically mention. If you have an event, store championship, regional game night kit, whatever, put it on the White Book website. So it's a, it's a, you know, a central depository. You can check. If you go into an area, you can check it. You can check if you're a new player, that kind of thing. Um, it's so difficult. There's, there's so many store championships across the world. Mm. Like in England, there's too many for me to count, let alone if I wanted to go up to Scotland or something, um, to look through Facebook or CardGameDB or all the game stores I know. You know, um, So really, the ones I've kind of gleaned are the ones that I know people at the stores. So I know when the Essex one is, I know when the Stockton one is, that kind of thing. Um, but I'm sure there are more that I'm missing simply because I don't know they exist. So if people can post them on the White Book website, it's a bit easier for people to navigate. Um, I think Peel's dying. Still Me? Again. I'm perfectly fine. I haven't died in any way, shape or form. My phone had a little bit of a spaz and tried to start playing music on me. Oh, Not quite sure why. Um, started playing a song which, for some reason, every time I plug my headphones into my phone, it's set to some weird setting which I've tried changing, but it doesn't want to have any of it, where it plays one of the... You know when you get, like, a, a laptop and it, it has default tracks loaded up to it? Um, it, 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 it? It's apparently that. And it keeps playing this weird dancey woman every time I accidentally... The, the headphones twitch a little bit. So I'm, I'm, I'm battling uh, cable connectivities at the moment. You know, I've really fluffed this shot. Yeah. Fair well, play. That was a very, very thorough explanation of that minor sound cock-up. So thanks, Bill. Not a problem at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Thank think that's sure that... what's going on. <laughs> Fantastic. That's what the people want. Um, I think with that, we've kind of uh, covered the White Book event log as well. Excellent. Um, so, Craven, do you want to take us through our next segment, which is uh, the new tournament rules, which were posted over the... Yeah, uh, sure. I, have... I, can, I can give so... it a go. I don't think Peel's heard about them, so no. if you want to, okay. if you want to give them the gist and uh, say why people are a little angry. Sure. Well, I mean, this does expose perhaps my lack of attention to the current, or should I say, the old tournament rules. Um, anyone who's been at a tournament with me will know that at some point I will approach them and say, "How much do I need to get in the cup?" Yada yada, because I, I still don't really get it. I know we play Swiss and I know there's a, a cut, but when it comes to working out strength of schedule, things like that, no. I'm a man of letters, not numbers, um, and I don't really get all this. So when I when I heard that the tournament rules had changed, I did glance them over to see if the rules had changed, and I'll be perfectly honest, I missed most of the contentious stuff. Um, I was expecting some sort of comment on uh, cheating, especially, because there's this 
big deal with the Warhammer 40,000 um, US Nationals, which has still never been really resolved um, about cheating at big tournaments. And I figured that's what it's going to be about. Hmm. It was only when I was directed to Card Game DB um, with the opinion piece written by, um, amongst others, Istriel and Whammer, uh, pointing out why the new tournament rules were junk, that I became aware of actually what had happened. Um, the essential takeaway is tournaments of a smaller scale, I don't know the exact numbers, I'm not looking at it, will be basically just Swiss rounds and no cut. Moving up to kind of the sweet spot, especially in the UK, for store championships and so forth, will be quite a brutal cut to, I think, a, a top four with less rounds of Swiss beforehand. Um, so the general takeaway is tougher cuts, less rounds. Um, and that's what particularly gave me the hump because outside of travelling to my local game store, um, I'd have to travel quite a long way. You know, London, not so much a long way, but still probably about a three to four hour round trip when you take all the buggering about out of it. Um, and further abroad, there's been weekends I've taken out to come to tournaments with you guys. Um, and the idea of going all this way and be playing for significantly less time than I'm travelling um, did give me the, uh, the arse ache, shall we say. And I did throw my toys out the frame a little bit. Um, but I'm not the only one. Um, Dave, is there, if there's anything I've missed or any uh, vital points I, I've skipped over, please, by all means, throw in now. That's uh, that's the main thing. The, the article is uh, very well written, and uh, it really does give you all the points, uh, much more succinctly than I can, because they were quite angry, especially Wama. Wama was spitting tax to use one to two. Um, but if you think about it, like previously, uh, the lowest, you know, the, the lowest rounds for this is four to eight players. You do three rounds with no cut, which I think is what the majority of small tournaments are doing anyway. That's what we do so, at Gamers Nexus. Mm. Exactly, yeah. three rounds. Yeah. With eight players, I think you end up with one undefeated, so that that, that works. That's fine. Uh, and then it moves it to four rounds for nine to twenty-four players, uh, which I'm not 100% sure gives you one undefeated. Uh, the first round will give you twelve undefeateds. The second round will give you six undefeateds. Then it will give you three undefeated. Yeah, and so in theory, at the end of four rounds, you could have two people on four and zero oh, um, with twenty-four. Uh, and then it says, okay, well, if you've got more than 17, you can have a top cut to top four. But that does mean that 16 and lower, no top cut. It's not it's not ideal. It functionally, for a lot of this, it makes it sim single elimination hmm. in certain instances. Um, and in later on, when you get to the, the figures around 40, it can make it so that, you know, you can go four and one and miss the cut which is awful yeah, if i don't want to go somewhere miss you know get paired about against an awesome player round one lose one game and functionally be out of the cut see i'm a i'm a little bit worried this will take away kind of the submarining because you know obviously if you lose your first game you can sometimes come back in such an epic fashion to make the cut like you just go on a winning spree after that it's like oh no i've lost the first game and then I, all I've of a sudden you get down i have regularly done that yeah, yeah. Uh, at the London Regional in 2014, somehow I lost my first round, went undefeated, and then topped the Swiss. Mm. I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but it did. No. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a real shame. It Sometimes it basically it means down to a bad draw. Like you just have a bad game. It's nothing you could have done about it. You just don't draw the cards you need to see. You don't see anything you want. You see either no economy or no characters. You just have a bad game. And to be like in a chance of losing an entire tournament for just one bad game is like... Mm. Yeah. It's a little totally, bit annoying. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. Um, this... Now, FFG have backpedaled a bit. And they've said... Uh, oh, no, no, no. Don't worry. It's only in place for store championships. Um, which, you know, some people have interpreted as FFG, you know, you don't, you don't really need to travel to a store championship. In theory, there should be one near you. It's more of a local thing. It's not so important. You won't be getting lots of people in, which they, for the UK certainly is bollocks because I'm planning to go to Manchester and Stockton, both of which are never three hours drive away. In round here, mate. Yeah. Um, 
I think our closest game store is about an hour away, really. Yeah, it's 45 minutes to an hour to Northampton. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, this is, they said it's only for, um, it's only for store championships, but let's put a bit of a damper on it. I've said I'll go to the Manchester and Stockton ones. I'll obviously be going to the uh, Northampton one, but I don't know whether mm. I'll actually make any more now because I'm less inclined to travel to somewhere uh, because I can't make the Essex one. I can't make the Norwich one. I'm less inclined to travel, you know, two hours or more to something which could only be four rounds with no cut yeah. where I'm, I'm out if I lose one game or, you know, five rounds top four, but um, 40 players. Like it's it's just it's very silly. The old ones basically were fine. Yeah. Functionally, they were fine. There could have been slightly more tiers, so it doesn't jump from uh, four rounds of Swiss top four to eight, five rounds of Swiss top eight, and it could have done with a bit more work at the higher end in the really big tournaments. Um, but functionally, for the most part, it was uh, it was good. Um, a cut of about twenty five percent is what people have been suggesting. And I think that's about right normally. So, yeah. Any further thoughts on that? No, I, I, I agree. I think the old version was, was just fine. So, stop pissing around, basically. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's some talk of it. People just kind of just going ahead and doing the old version anyway, isn't there? But I, I, I can't see many people actually coming out with that because I have got the impression that... Um, FFG tend to come down fairly hard on stores that don't tie the line. So, um, yeah. I, I'm a bit pissed about it, but I'll get over it. Yeah. Um, hopefully, FFG will issue some revised tournament rules in a couple of months that will be regionals and going forward. Because uh, I, I went to all the regionals in the UK last year. And I went to one in France. There is no way I would have gone to France with these rules. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't have gone to as many in the UK. I would have still made Norwich, uh, London, maybe Stoke. Um, I probably wouldn't have gone to Manchester and Stockton. I may have done, I don't know. But there you go. See, this is the, quite a bad thing. I mean, if we're not travelling around the country to go play tournaments anymore because of these kind of new rules and restrictions, that's that's going to... I mean, every kind of regional tournament we've ever really been to, majority of the people at the tournament, or at least a good half, or, you know, a, a good fair section, have been people who aren't from the area. Like, um, when we went to Norwich, like, loads of northerners came down. Like, some of them got banned from the shop. <laughs> <laughs> like, that that's the kind of level it is. That's how it works. We've always done that. Like, that's been my past memories for the past year. And if these new rules now stop people kind of feeling, is it worth my time traveling because one loss and it's kind of game over? I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be a good thing. I think it's, it's going to, like, you know, I mean, the community is strong. It's still going to be just as strong. And obviously, it's going to have the big tournaments where we're all going to have great laugh at them but i'm just worried the regionals are going to suffer because of it yeah um, hopefully it will have evened out by regionals i know that uh the battle of blackwater bay will be a reasonable number of rounds and a reasonable cut for its size that's been stated um mm. because obviously it's not an official event similarly starlek i'm sure will be it'll probably be the same as it is now eight rounds in top 32 yeah. Um, yeah. because any more just makes the day go too long um but yeah, uh, the unofficial ones at least, the game night kits and stuff will still be run a reasonable amount of rounds. And hopefully some people will see sense and run their store championships in a reasonable way instead of the prescribed way. But FFG have been pretty pretty firm that uh, these are the these are the rules for store championships, use them. So yeah, I mean, uh, it seems like this is, I think it's a one size fits all for all the LCGs. Uh, and these rules do make a bit more sense for Netrunner and Star Wars, where you play twice as many games, and the cut has double elimination. Mm. So making the tournament shorter is a good idea. Uh, but for Thrones, it makes no sense at all. The other bit of news out of FFG, I don't know if you saw this, and we didn't talk, discuss it before the show, because I only just remembered about it, was the alternate art Netrunner stuff. They have well, they are they are going to start selling the 
world's winners netrunner decks and the entire deck is alt art yeah all full bleed isn't it yeah full bleed just like a store championship program or something uh which looks really cool now unfortunately for that it is um i think one of the decks has been errated and so it's broken now and the other one's got the equivalent of the restricted list. Yeah, Tagore confirmed that for me. He said the uh, the runner deck has been nerfed into oblivion and the corp deck is just illegal in its current form. Yeah, so uh, that's a bit of a shame. But it's still quite a cool idea. Do you, do you guys think Thrones could benefit from that? or? Yeah, I'd like to see it happen um, across the board, actually, because I, I sold up all my Netrunner cards um, at the end of last year. But this is the sort of thing where if it existed... It, it does exist in Magic, and I, oh, as a pet hate of mine um, at the moment... People making a point about thrones and starting it with, well, in magic, oh! but uh, I just don't it myself. <laughs> but um, in magic, they do offer things like event decks, which um, sometimes are pretty pony. But um, the most recent one, I'm reliably informed, is actually pretty good. Um, so it's the idea that you could go, you could rock up at your store, and someone's going, oh, there's a there's a netrunner store championship happening today. You think, oh, I haven't got any cards. You can then go and buy a whole deck, which is functional, tried and tested, and good. So, yeah, I, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. As long as there's not too many erratas, restrictions, bans and things, then it's great. Yeah, I mean, um, the benefit of having it, say, for like Thrones is we own all those cards anyway, but the incentive is you're getting a whole pack of swag, Yeah, which you can't win, so it doesn't offend the swag god if you buy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, of course, there, is, there are extra things here. It is unfortunate because there are definitely going to be cards in there that you run one copy of. Mm. And therefore, you, if you want a full playset of the old arts, you're going to have to buy three copies of the deck. Yes. Now, if you just think my Martel Fealty deck, I just um, I've just been playing. Uh, I if you if that one worlds somehow, actually a better example is probably the uh, the Martel deck that one worlds. But either way, you get three copies of the Viper in my deck. Great, full playset. Three copies of Doran. Great, full playset. Uh, two copies of Varus. All right, you know, two's playable. It's probably the right amount for most decks. But then you get two copies of Milk, and you might want to run three. Or, um, you know, one copy of the Wildling Horde. Uh, and that's not really ideal. You know, I want play sets of these things so that I, they match, you know? Yeah. Um, I've always been loath of using one old art in a deck when I don't have a full play set. Because it's, it's more important if you play the, the person again in the cut. But if they see an old art card, and then they intrigue a normal card out of your hand, know they know you're there. running at least two copies. Yeah. Um, and so on and so forth. So it is a bit of hidden information. That's. I took a lot of cards to get signed at Starlek, and that's the main reason I didn't get a lot of my Star Wars cards signed, because of the way the pod mechanic works. Um, cards like Twist of Fate are going to come up in later pods, and the later ones won't be signed. And Star Wars is such so so you know based around the bluffing game, the, a little bit of hidden information like the fact that you've seen signed cards really um, would help my opponent if they were perceptive enough to take it, yeah. take that information on board. So uh, that kind of thing with alt arts is, is a shame as well. Um, on the other hand, as you say, staple cards, extra copies, fantastic. Um, and we love swag. We do love a bit of swag. Um, do you think... I, I can't imagine they'll do this year's World Swift yet. But uh, they could potentially do next year's, if you reckon. That's not too... I guess it all depends on how much... I mean, we've got to remind ourselves, FFG are a company, aren't they? So I guess it depends how much people buy them. Yeah, if the Netrunner ones wants sell well and the core sets are still selling well for Thrones, then uh, yeah, it could be quite nice. I wouldn't want to give anyone a Sam Bratz's Worlds deck from this year and say, there you go, here's Thrones, mm. let's play. Yeah, That's not exactly an easy deck to pile up well. Um, no, it isn't. But certainly in the future, it's got three times left, three times right, and you won't be using them anytime soon. Hey, two of each, I think. Whoa! I don't think he's a complete madman. <laughs> Shots um, fired. Yeah, three Gaston Greys. That I'd like some Altar Gaston Greys. That'd be nice. Who wouldn't? Yeah. So what okay. else? We, what else is new? Um, I think that's it, isn't it? I think that's all the news. That's, that's all the news, I think. Yeah. It was Christmas. There wasn't a massive amount. There's a new Star Wars deluxe box, which makes the, means there's a new Palpatine. Uh, but we've talked about Star Wars quite a lot today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we aren't branching out into other games, really. 
At least it's card related. <laughs> Normally by this stage we talk about Spice Girls, I don't know, like Jim Davidson or something. True, true. We are more on topic than normal. Um, yeah. Oh, the new chapter pack was announced. Can't remember Westeros. Chapter oh, pack yeah. five. <laughs> I just remembered. Oh, yeah. Should we talk about that? that? Yeah, Should I better go and look at the site. Because it's only oh, really oh, got no, one I'll, spoiled, isn't it? I'll, I'll read them to you. I'll, I'll, we'll do it that way, if you like. Okay. Okay. So the first card is the Eerie. And it's four cost, unique, neutral location, and you can't read the text. Oh, this came out recently, <laughs> didn't it? Someone um, someone spoiled it, this from something. Yeah, it's in the uh, it's in the, sport, the store championship kit as well. It's shit. That's the old art. It's uh, reaction after you, this is from memory, after a phase begins, yeah. kneel the Eerie to choose a character. They cannot be killed until the end of the phase. Um, or until the end of the phase, they cannot be killed. Shit. So it's really good in Voltron decks. Yeah. If you need to keep your pots viper alive, it's uh, my favourite use is to make your opponent's claim soak unkillable, so they have to kill their good characters for military claim. Um, Dave, I have to remind you, this is a jumping on show for new listeners. Please stop referencing pots viper. Sorry. <laughs> Please continue. Okay. Uh, yeah. Other than that, it's four costs, so I don't think it will see much play. That's Not yet. Anyway. It's absolute toilet. <laughs> Not until there are Voltron decks. Write that down. Look, a bit of paper. This. Stick it in your pocket. Remember that. Pants. When decks revolve around one tooled up character that you need to keep alive, the Eerie might see play. At the moment, I don't think it, I think it's too expensive. No. Crap. I don't think it does enough. Um, yeah, there's also the Great John's Vanguard, a five-cost Bicon army for Stark. Don't know what it does. Uh, it looks like it's something to do with your used pile. I believe it was spoilt with all those check spoilers, but I can't remember the specifics. Has there been... Any more armies before this pack? Because there's another one spoiled. There's a Tyrell army, isn't there? Yeah. How many other armies have been out spoiled? Do we know? No. Okay. I assume... He... Oh, the Mart- Martel's getting one that um, gains renown when you've got some plots in your use pile. Sweet. Okay. Because there's that uh, plot that triggers of armies, isn't there? Which has yeah, not really worth using at the moment. But um, it could be. could be good. Okay. Um, so the Tyrell army is a four-cost four Bicon military power army three strength no attachments while you control a character with the highest strength in play rose road patrol gains stealth that is nice yeah it's not bad um really good in lannister banner to the rose very good art yes i'm liking that a lot not that interesting though what the art no it's the character like he's pretty boring but he's quite solid well it's non-unique no attachments i love to see no attachments he's non-unique mm-hmm so I reckon that's actually pretty baller, but that four that four gold slot, it's not loyal either. So you're not really going to get a lot out of playing that out of fealty. You wouldn't get anywhere else. But um, I like it. I definitely like it, and it's I think it's a fairly easy condition to trigger. All things considered. Uh, I think so. You can use Marge pre-challenge before you throw them in to make like. Randall big and then attack with both of them or something. Mm, that stealth is key. Cool. And we've got a little Knight's Watch book, haven't we? Yeah, do you want to read him? Chet. He is a steward. Uh, three gold. That's either three strength or eight strength, so I'm assuming it's three. Um, <laughs> and a lone intrigue icon. No attachment except weapon. So you can wield long claw if you want. Dominance action. Near a steward character to return a dire wolf or a raven card from your. I reckon that's discard pile. I assume it is. Because that's oh. quite that that D is quite a long way into the text. It could be could be dead. Don't know. Limit. Uh, it's it's under the eye of dominance, and the eye is the fourth letter. Well, maybe it is dead. Then. So it could be dead pile. Bible or raven from your dead pile to your hand. Nice. That'll be nice. He's okay. So why not anyway? Just just for the intrigue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, the raven. If you can kill the ravens, uh, if you really need the claim soak, and then just bring them back later, then it's not such an issue, is it? Yeah, and then, haven't we got old bear's raven coming out as well? And he, that's fairly important, yes. isn't it? Um, and oh yeah, okay. I think it is dead because it says direwolf or raven card. So this is going to stop you picking back things like lady and stuff like that, isn't it? Because mm. they were going to this card pile. Because they are attachments, of course. How he brings dead things back to life just by looking after the birds, I don't know. But uh, I like how... to think Chet looks after the hounds, doesn't he? I don't know what Chet does. Actually. I think. 
he's he's uh is he the is he the prologue character in a in a storm of swords who tries to he's always attacking um sam i'm gonna go and check the wiki of ice and fire um, okay. while you go and, while you go and tell us about the next one okay so the next card is seven cost five strength intrigue power targaryen character she is non-loyal and it's miri mazdur who, who is the woman who tries to heal well allegedly tries to heal drogo but makes him worse and then uh does the spell to make him into a zombie essentially the gypsy woman yeah she's a lazarine and a magi and she has interrupt when claim is applied for a challenge in which miriam azdur is attacking alone choose a character controlled by the losing opponent instead of the normal claim effects kill that character now that sound you can hear is card game db crashing under the volume of rules questions <laughs> we've lived through this before haven't we Yes. Yeah. Because um, she is functionally a clone in terms of effect of a first edition character. Yes. Um, and a lot of questions come up about this. So if you are having a question or something does pop up, believe me, it's been asked before and you will find your answer in Card Game DB. So just pop over there and have a little scan because I just can guarantee Google, you it's been there already. Just Google <laughs> the question and put Pi at Pri at the end. And it'll yeah. Be yeah. <laughs> um, the best jank that i've heard about this so far is that when you win a challenge a power challenge with miri master and the hound the hound returns to hand before this triggers so you can use the hound to push the challenge through he returns to hand she's now attacking alone she can trigger her interrupt which is cool i'm gonna be honest she does look a bit odd on the artwork yeah, well, she is um, a gypsy mage eye. Like. Well, I have recently been to the Dole Center, and I can tell you now, I've seen that woman before. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they eat no... don't they, these mage eye? I know. She, she doesn't skip any dinners. It's all those Living lambs. A... She's like, I heal Living the lambs, and then I eat the lambs. She's got fucking arms like Istvan. Look at them. <laughs> they are huge. She's a beast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's she doing? Right. She's eating some herbs or something. Looks like she's about to stab the herbs. Like, fuck you, herbs. Basically, you're looking at this shit. woman now, would you go to her for medical advice? No. No. To be honest, mate, I, I don't think I'd go for her to anything advice. I think, if I'm honest, I'd probably cross the road if I saw her coming down the street. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't try and get her to heal my husband um, if who, who was dying, who had been stabbed. You know, that, that's one thing I definitely wouldn't do. So, Daenerys, I'm sorry, but you fucked up there. Fair, fair. Okay. Um, the next card is a one-cost of a lo- one-cost loyal Targaryen event, Blood Magic Ritual. And it reads, Interrupt when a non-army character would be s- killed, save it. Then attach a Blood Magic Ritual to that character as a condition attachment with the text, Terminal. Treat attached characters printed text box as if it were blank, except for traits. So functionally, um, if a character is killed, save it, then attach milk of the poppy to it. Yes, maybe useful. Can't see myself using it on any of my own characters anytime soon. <laughs> no. Like, oh no, he's going to die. I'll just make him shit. That, yeah. That'll save him. I'll save him, but make him really bad. The, <laughs> the best... Uh, the best function people have talked about is using it on someone's Davos or Benjin, you know, like the infinitely, the characters that can't be killed easily. Oh, so, so save. Like, okay, them. instead of Benjin, yeah, he's saved and he's blank now. So no power for you. Yeah, and then you could kill him later on, I suppose, because then he would become terminal. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's basically the only good use for it. And it can save non-attachment characters because you will save them and then you won't be able to attach it. But okay, know. so you could kind of use it with some no attachment, kind of just go ha ha. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, if there's no attachments, uh, who can it go on? It can go on the uh, Rosewood Patrol. Oh no, they're an army, yeah, yeah. no, they're, they're a bit crap, it, it's it, not very good. <laughs> Most importantly, it can go on the dragons. You can put it on Chet, <laughs> yes, you can save Chet. 
you can say <laughs> the shit out of chat. Yeah, or Jon Snow. In fact, yeah, in a Targ banner to the wall, it might actually be quite useful because a lot of the Targaryen, not his watch characters, are uh, no attachments. Yeah, and they're not armies either, so that'd be fantastic. No. So, yeah, that seems to be the only good use for it, really. In an well, deck. Apparently, you could um, you could use it on some characters like Sir Jorah Mormont, given in the example of the, the text box. They're the ones uh, they seem to be liking with it. Yeah, I, I can see that. You know, you get two power with him. You kill him for claim. You save him. But then there's also just like, oh, why people have said, just run Milk of the Poppy or um, Bodyguard yeah. or Fire yeah. and Blood to get your dragons back. Or um, something Which will do else. the same job better. But there's there is utility for this card, even if it's shit utility. It would be amazingly fun to piss someone off if instead of, <laughs> like, you know, ah, well he doesn't die, he gets discarded and then comes back to my hand at the end of the round. Ah, well I'm going to save him and blank him. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I'd so, like the idea of using on other people's characters more than my own at this point. <laughs> yeah, which is not great for a card which saves people from dying. No. Generally, if a, if a save is is used on another person's character, it's not a very good save. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it does suggest a blood magic ritual is a is a bath with loads of like red bubbles. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the ritual takes place in the bathtub, does it? I don't know. I haven't seen one. I've never been involved in one. If you have been involved in one, let us know. Um, just in case. Yeah, just in case. I may be wrong. Maybe every sort of blood magic ritual takes place in like a fitted bathroom. Who knows? So uh, before we move on to to our last segment, um, Chet was he was the leader of the conspirers, you know, yep. to try and kill people and kill Jem. He was in charge of the ravens, stuff. and then Sam took it over, and then he got bumped down to looking after the hounds. Right, that's it. Then. So he was right on both counts. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I remember. He was he is a point of view character, isn't he? He's the prologue of a Storm of Swords. There we go. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh so our last segment of the day is uh normally our first segment, but we've we've done things a bit topsy turvy yeah. today. Uh Craven, what have you been up to on oh. your holidays? Not this week, on your holidays. On my holiday bobs. I was working for most of the years. Um I did get off relatively early New Year's Eve. And then I went to my brother-in-law's house and we made a variety of cocktails and watched Jules Holland. So there we go. Fairly tame. Nice. Um, as for Thrones action, I um, was lucky enough to be invited onto um, Bambi's up-and-coming new YouTube channel, which um, I'm assured will be online within the week. Um, we'll uh, put something out on the Facebook page if and when that happens. Um, but I was playing his um, Lanny Tyrell deck and I took him on with a Stark Fealty deck and you can see how that went in the video. So it's a Stark Fealty I've been working on for a while um, trying to be more than a one-trick pony. Um, I'm not going to say how well it went or how well it didn't go because that will ruin it for you so you all just have to watch it and find out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Peel, what have you been up to this week? Or on your holidays? <laughs> the fatal well, question. Well, well, Dave, what what haven't I done? Really? Um, I know is, what is you it, did this morning about 6am. <laughs> this morning grief. at 6am, I went into battle. Um, it can be said. There are poems of the battle available already. Um, I don't know who wrote them. Some anonymous... Many bars. Fantastic men. Um... Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 2016 so far has been pretty fucking shit, if I'm perfectly honest. But 13 days in, that's a bold statement. Well, well. Plenty of room for improvement, well, though. It is the Mirror Reed yeah, of years. <laughs> it, is, it is like Mirror Reed coming out the shadows, blanking my text box and fucking me in the ass. Um, that, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't that... see that bit on the card text. <laughs> may as well have said it. Someone's got to say, and she was a pain in the ass. Um, but no, um, no, you know, I've had some good moments. You know, I fought a spider. I won. I, I beat it to death with the butt end of a Hoover. That was quite nice because apparently it didn't have enough suction in order to suck it up. 
um, which was very upsetting at six o'clock in the morning. I think I woke up Dave's next door neighbours with the Hoover because um, I had a lot of banging after I did a bit of hoovering at six a.m. A lot, of, lot of banging. Did the yeah, um, spider well, you, you killed? Did it? Did it drop any cold loot? It, it didn't, unfortunately. However, I did go up a level, so I mean, it's kind of you know, it's quite it's cool. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got enough XP, so now I can, you know, I can afford some new skills, which is always nice. But you know, at, at the time, it was a, it was a, it was a good old battle. Excellent. Yeah. That will learn it. I think is the appropriate term. That will learn it. Um, besides your uh, battling giant arachnids and so forth, any anything even mildly thrones related? No. However, I have started naming people at the doll center after thrones characters which Excellent. is a considerably better way to pass time when you're when you're waiting for an appointment for example that the, the witch doctor woman i've seen her she's real she exists she's in peterborough she's in the doll center at 10 30 on wednesday mornings <laughs> <laughs> i'll try and get a picture of her next time i go in um i'm not sure if it'll go down well but we'll see how it goes um there's also varus varus works there as well he's <laughs> a security <laughs> guard well, I guess he would be now, wouldn't guy. he? He's not welcome in, um, in Westeros, so I guess he is. He's lost, his, he's, lost his, he's lost his part on the table. He's not part of the council anymore, so you know he's got to go somewhere for work. He's and a security guard. He would have been fired, so he could sign on. He he could he yeah. could. I have found something fantastic though, and this is this is genuine. Uh, in in the past week, I have discovered a, a gem so to speak, an absolute gem in Peterborough, um, my local city. And there is a comic book shop, which I didn't know about. And Ooh. I know, obviously, it, it's not, it doesn't sell, you know, cards yet or anything like that. But it is absolutely fantastic. It's a comic book shop in Peterborough. It's what we needed for years. It's not like the other one where when you walk in, everyone stops and turns and stares at you and goes, Weep. what are you doing? Yeah. I'm looking for sleeves. Yeah. You're Come not- here to buy some cards, have you? Oh, I'm not playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Get the f*** out! Um, which is how I've been greeted in previous years. But, no, it's it's nice. Things are going well. You know, things things can only get better. Good. Well, your your uh, outlook improved dramatically. From the start. It did. Uh, from, so, from, if nothing from else... Story. Yeah, yeah, if nothing else... Because I left up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dave... Leveling up always helps. What have you been doing, Dave? Uh, well, today I was in Coventry, and that was horrible obviously yeah. um the rest of the time i played a little bit of thrones which was which was nice um i went to a game night kit last week and i played our martel fealty deck that we built on the cast two weeks ago how did we, that go we did it. it went all right um i spent the entire journey talking to crocodile hammers um and trying to convince myself that i didn't need varus in the deck because we didn't have Varys Varys, Um, and about two minutes before pairings were announced I put Varys in the deck (laughs) I couldn't couldn't leave the poor old boy at home, I just needed him I needed him to make me feel safe Um, and so I dropped one Rattleshirts Raider and one Wildling Horde which was uh, it was definitely the right decision the first game I played against um Night's Watch banter to the stag. And it went okay. Uh, it went to time and I got a timed loss in the end. Uh, the two key moments being a scene in flames to get my Varus the turn before I played would have played him. And a hand's judgment on my uh, Doran's game. Mm. Either of which, if they hadn't have happened, I would have won. But as it was, it was a... Uh, he would probably have sealed it next turn, but not 100%. You know, a bit of luck, but it went past seven plots, and so I was trying to build my used plots up again to get some more power grab. But um, yeah, it was a bit grim, but uh, decent game, decent game. Uh, I then played. God, I played against Martel. Oh, Banter God, to the... how did that yeah. go? I played God, and he was playing uh, Martel Banter to the Rose, oh. which uh, was not the world's deck. It was <laughs> a variation on the fealty deck. It was a Doran's game deck. Uh, so he was using like left and right and Marjorie to uh, delay the game enough to set up the combo, essentially. Uh, with a bit of extra renown from the Night of Flowers and stuff, which is what we discussed as a potential deck just before we built Filty. Yes. Uh, and that seemed to work okay. 
Um, I saw Gaston Grey really early, so that really allowed me to control his Viper. Um, and I managed to get off Doran's game where he wasn't, that kind of thing. So I saw my things, and he didn't see his, in essence. Uh, everyone laughed a lot when he played left and right turn one, because obviously my opinion of left and right is well known in the Northampton community now. Uh, now most of them listen to the cast. Um, Fucking fantastic. <laughs> not quite. Uh, so they, they all laughed when he played them. And they were a hassle, but they didn't change the game at all. They stopped me getting a little bit of unopposed power. Uh, the final turn of that game was quite fun because I threw a 38 strength intrigue challenge. Nice. Uh, and it was, if you let if you defend with, I think, 23, then I claim three power on the Viper. And if I do not have Doran's game, I will only hit 14 power. Um, so he's just like he's got to defend with every single intrigue icon he has and still lose the challenge by 15 or I win <laughs> so he does that and then I Ariane into the wilding horde and he can't block the power challenge so I win anyway but the look of joy on his face when I said I didn't have Doran's game into the look of fear when he realised I could push the power challenge through was pretty satisfying um the uh, the last game I played against Lannister Fealty, which I thought was strange, um, which confused me a little, uh, because a lot of people have been playing Lannister Banter to the Lion or Lannister No Agenda instead. Yeah. Uh, but this seemed to go quite well for them. It, they the game went on, um, and they definitely had the uh, she definitely had the advantage for a lot of the game. Uh, but I managed to tears Cersei turn one. Removing her icon with Kaliot. Uh, later in the game, I managed to tears Tywin. Uh, why I didn't tears Tywin turn one, I don't know, because he was there as well. But I'd made a mistake with my Kaliot. I was like, yeah, I remove her icon so she can't attack me. And I was like, oh, I should have just eaten the claim and then killed Tywin. But yeah. not an issue. Um, yeah, and she on the the game defining turn, Rebecca flipped summons to try and search for a duplicate, couldn't find one. Played Tyrion out instead, and I drew into Varys. So that was game yeah. because I, what uh, I actually uh, summoned to try and get Varys, couldn't get him. I'd used long plan to make sure I had enough money. Summons to get him, couldn't get him. Summoned for a green blood trader, and got him with the green blood trader. So just because I've dug that one green blood trader out of my deck, I then draw two cards and I get to see two more cards. So in total, I saw. Well, 14 cards that turn. Odds are there's probably a Varus in there that, somewhere. And there was. Um, and so I popped him and left on the table was, I think, a Joffrey staring down Kaliot, Doran and the Viper. So that went one way very quickly after that. Uh, so I finished on 2-1 and one with a mod loss. Uh, Crocodile Hammers went 2-0 and oh and then lost his last game to Richard, who won the tournament on um, at 3-0 and oh running... Christ. Uh, Christ. Targaryen. <laughs> yeah, God and Christ in this yeah. one. Jesus, um, man. Targaryen bantered to the lion. You know, the um, the buddy cop. Yeah. Uh, Drogo and Jamie's excellent adventure. I really um, want to make The pretty boys, whatever you want to call I it. I really want to make that. The economy is fragile. Yeah, I bet it is. Super fragile. It is crazy when it goes off, but it's, it's way too fragile for me, I think. Um but yeah, he piloted it well. Uh, the final is going up on YouTube. The War Game, Northampton War Gamers are starting to uh, upload the final of each of their Thrones events, just like they do with their Netrunner. Uh, and I've been asked to commentate on that, and I have done today. So I'll put the link up when it's when it's about, and you can get some YouTube action from both Craven and I. Yeah. Which would be nice. I'd love to get Peel on something next week. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so I finished third. Because the guy who played Night's Watch against me finished on two wins and a mod win. So, in this case, we almost had two 3 and O's, Which is, you know, obviously horrible. Um, but we didn't, luckily, because one was a mod win. Uh, so I finished third, so I missed out on the card again, which is a shame. Oh. But it's fine. Uh, thoughts on the deck? The deck is way better than I expected. It's really slow, and I do not recommend people taking it to tournaments if they're not used to it especially if they're newer players, because you are forever counting strength. Like, you need to make sure, you know, you win dominance at the right times, 
you need to make sure you slow down your opponent enough. You need to chuck exactly enough strength and into challenges to trigger the Viper. But is that always the right decision? Do you need to throw the strength? It's it's quite difficult to pilot until the turn where you can get Doran's game off, essentially. When you just get like eight power and win. Um, but it's better than I expected, and uh, I'd I'd like to play it again. So that's good. Yeah, I played it um, briefly with those changes you suggested um, uh, against Bambi earlier this week um, in preparation for um, him streaming and so forth. Um, and it ended much the same way with a, uh, an intrigue challenge, which basically the game was going to, I was going to win no matter what. If I had Doran's game or not, it was over because the amount of strength I was counting, um, Viper was pulling something stupid like five power off on his own. Um, and it's it's fairly good fun to trigger and quite easy to get to that point, but it does take a long time and you do have to think through a lot of things. Um, and it could, I think, still be quite horribly disrupted by Neil. Um, but I didn't really, I haven't encountered it just yet in playing it. But it's yeah. fun. It is good. Um, well, and two Varys, incredibly useful. Yeah, I think we decided to have. Since our discussion, since we've decided on two Varuses uh, and two Wildling Hordes instead of two Wildling Hordes and two Rattlesheds Raiders or one of each, yeah, um, the Varus is super useful. The Wildling Hordes were amazing. I thought putting them into play with Ariane is just fantastic, um, and the strength boost is unexpected as well. And you don't need your fealty that much. I think it's worth using it, as in like it's worth it over no agenda. But it's mostly there to get the Viper and Doran out and then the surprise Doran's game. Um, there's a couple of other lore cards, but they're quite cheap anyway, so it's not such an issue. But using it on the Wildling Horde really uh, messes people up. Yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that deck. Um, there's a tournament this weekend in Northampton. Will I play it? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Uh, Will you play it? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Uh, I've been looking at a uh, Barra deck which uh, Ruben from the uh, the Netherlands has sent me. So uh, I won't spoil it here now because I don't know if he wants the list public or anything or what it does, but it looks quite fun. I like the look of the Barra list, which was on CardGameDB earlier this week, the um, Breaking Robert's Warhammer deck. I quite like that. looks fun. Uh, I was very confused by that list because he says... Um, we're going to break Robert's Warhammer, so we're going to build around this attachment, which discards itself, and we're only going to include two copies, which I thought was silly. There's only two. There isn't one, because he built two decks, didn't he? The one with Balon Greyjoy, he said, the only good character to hold the Warhammer in this deck is Balon, and therefore I will only include two. All <laughs> right. The Tyrell one's got three in, though. Yeah, fair enough. It, but I just thought this is silly. If you're going to break a card, and I don't think Robert's Warhammer is one that is broken no it's not broken it's, um, not, it's not broken but the deck looks- and it, even with like you know a silly combo around it it's not the kind of card that you can break unless you've got recursion yeah. um so yeah maybe that's just me coming from a experience of playing things that have been broken <laughs> as being the man responsible for breaking a number of things <laughs> yes i wouldn't say i'm responsible but I've certainly uh, it's definitely influenced. Contributing. Yeah, you've done. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's mm. Martel Fulty. That's my thoughts on that. Uh, hopefully, I'll have a new deck to talk about next week if I decide to, or I'll have further thoughts on Martel Fulty uh, and how I didn't get a card again. Oh, <laughs> Does anybody else have any uh, further thoughts, closing comments, that kind of thing? Yep, um, I've got one. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, Robot Wars is uh, coming back to BBC Two. Just uh, throwing that out there now. Well, it's yeah. fresh in my brain. Is Craig Charles doing it? I don't know, but if he he's isn't, I'm going to be upset. He's in Coronation Street, so he may but be busy. However, that doesn't mean he's exclusively tied down to Coronation Street, because I believe there's a clause which means they can do other things. So he might be. You know, he is. He is also a residential Manchester DJ. Uh, you can go and see him once a month and he's constantly off his face on Ket, which is bloody hilarious. <laughs> um, like if you've seen videos of him doing his club night, it, it's brilliant watching him gurn on stage. Can you, um, so, just, can you just repeat that last line, Peel, but just for, for me and uh, the legal department, just throwing the word 
allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, uh, the videos are him of allegedly gurning on stage. Uh, okay, that's that's that should cover us. Allegedly, yeah. Just I don't case. think he listens. I'm not going to lie, and if he does listen, I apologise. But hey ho, if he's he does a cool listen, dude. he didn't fill in the survey, so fuck him. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, and talking about the survey, that would have been such a wonderful place to end the episode, but. By one vote, by one vote, people wanted us to uh, do proper sign-offs. Yeah, yeah, we yes, we have to do proper sign-off now. So, um, bastards. I, I think we should all say good night. So, um, I, I, do you mind if I take this one? No, you go ahead. Say good night, DB. Good night, DB. Say good night, JC, LC. JC? No, that's not even right. Let's try that again, shall we? Um, say goodnight, DB. Goodnight, DB. Say goodnight, LC. Goodnight, LC. Goodnight from me, TP. <laughs> <laughs>